You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. On today's show, we're going to review all the action from this week, including a three-game series between Boston College Baseball and UNC. We're going to look at another basketball player entering the transfer portal. And finally... Men's hockey has their opponent, and they're going to be in the NCAA tournament. So we're going to talk about that as well in our final segment. So let's kick this off with the news. The big news this weekend had to do with BC Baseball, as they had a three-game series against the ranked UNC Tar Heels at Boston College. Now, this was a series that was big for the Eagles. They needed to take, you know, after getting swept by Louisville last weekend, they needed to get some wins to get back in better standing in the in the ACC. And it was a mixed bag to negative weekend for the Eagles. So BC starts off the series on Friday with Mason Pelio getting the, the, the start. And things do not go well. Pelio gets rocked. He lets up three runs in the first inning. They get nothing going on offense. And he's out by the fourth uh, after going four and two-thirds innings. Gone. UNC easily rolls over Boston College to start the series off 10-3. Big win. You know, it was not what Boston College needed. They just couldn't get anything going. And the offense, again, was stifled. They were just they just couldn't get any runs against um, UNC's starter. On Saturday, Boston College turns things around. It was the game they needed. You get you got Emmett Sheehan out there, and he you know he had an edge to him. It was great. You know he's barking and yelling, and he just he just was playing out of his mind uh, on the mound, starting for the Eagles, and he goes six innings, only allowing a pair of runs and striking out eight. And he just you know he did everything you needed to and. I said it on the website. This was probably the biggest start of the year for an Eagle because obviously, you know, you had four. You're, you've lost four games in a row uh, in the ACC at this point. You're you're probably going to get knocked out of the top twenty-five. You needed to rally, and that's exactly what they got. And then they get six RBIs combined from shortstop Brian Dempsey and Jack Cunningham. So you get you get your offense, and of course you get a bomb from uh, Luke Gold to add on top of that. Luke Gold now has eight home runs. And, you know, I haven't seen a hitter like this. And, you know, obviously you get Sal Freelich, who's probably a better all-around hitter than Luke Gold. But Gold has eight home runs. He You haven't seen this type of power since Chris Shaw um, at Boston College. And he just, every time he gets up, you, you, he, he can go deep. And I think that's really great. So, you know, they're, they're, the series is now tied. You're, you're heading into a big game three. And today's game on Saturday, on Sunday, excuse me, not today. You're listening on Monday. I'm recording on Sunday. Sunday's game, it was such a nail biter. Like, so the first two games, it was like, you know, UNC dominates. You have BC dominate the second game. And then the third game is the back and forth. And, you know, Boston College starts off right. You know, they score a run in the first. North Carolina, UNC, they rally. They get a, a run back. BC 
hit, hits him right again. But then uh, Max Geeg, he struggles. He lets up three runs in the fourth inning. Uh, BC falls behind, but they tie again. So it's back and forth. And the best part, I mean, I, I always like this kind of stuff, is Mike Gambino gets tossed. And, you know, the, 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 the energy is so high in this game. It's 4-4 heading into the ninth inning. And they get in trouble, and they let up a run, and that's it. So Boston College falls 5-4, and it was such a close game. This is a game you wanted to win, and they couldn't do it. So they lose 2 out of 3 to UNC. They're going to be back on the field against um, Merrimack on Wednesday. They were supposed to play Northeastern, but that game was postponed. So they're going to play on Wednesday against Merrimack. More news uh, as well is that spring football kicked off this weekend. And on Saturday, Jeff Halfley and his team uh, started their first of 15 practices. They'll have their next one on Tuesday. It was a two-hour-long practice, and Boston College, you know, it was just great to see them back. We got to talk to Jeff Halfley. If you haven't checked it out yet, head on over to bcbulletin.com. That's my site. I talked. I, I have a whole recap of some of the things that Jeff Halfley said um, at both press conferences this weekend, so you're going to want to check those out. The big news, though, is about spring football. So, I mean, the spring game. So the Jay McGillis spring game is going to be on April 24th, and it, they don't have the time set yet, but the game is going to be on the ACC network. So if you have the ACC network on your cable package, I know some of you don't, um, you'll be able to watch that game. Now, I know many people have been asking, will there be fans allowed at the spring game? And um, I, I talked to Jason Baum, and they don't know yet. Um, I, You know, my gut feeling is probably it's not going to happen. But you never know. Things could happen. But right now, there's no, they're not going to allow fans. Uh, Halfley really wants it. He said at his press conference, you know, get he wants to show the fans, you know, get that energy and, and, and show them where they're at and kind of, uh, show off a little bit of the work that they've done. So uh, right now, no no fans as of yet, but maybe news will break and they'll change where they're going. So uh, just a little news there. In a moment, we're going to talk about the transfer portal as it hit Boston College men's basketball again. But before we do, I want to chat with you about Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence when it's time to perform. It's an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. And don't like swallowing pills? There's no problem here. They have everything that you need at BlueChew.com. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code LOCKEDON to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. Next, let's chat about betonline.ag. College basketball is in the swing of March Madness. If you've been checking out the games like I have, you might want to put a little wager on the side on some of the games you feel confident about. 
Best place to do it? BetOnline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football may be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are all in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds. You can find it all on this website. They have it all. Head on over to their website and use the mobile device to sign up today, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you need to use is promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. Now, let me chat a little bit about one of my favorite podcasts, and it's Locked On Today. Go on over to Locked On Today to get the sports news you need in less time with their podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Locked On Boston College. I apologize. Last week, um, I ended up taking Friday off. I only have to do a certain amount of shows each month, and I was just cooked. It's been a long week with all the the press conferences and coaching search news and all that good stuff, and I really had not a lot to talk about, so I needed that just that extra day to just relax, and I am feeling completely energized and ready for a nice five-day week with you guys. So uh, thank you, and I apologize. I didn't get that out to you uh, soon enough. Uh, to let you know, and I saw some people asking, hey, where's the podcast? So um, I apologize if you are waiting for a new episode. Uh, but we're here for five this week, so enjoy. So I wanted to chat with you about the um, transfer portal because on Sunday, Boston College lost another basketball player on the transfer portal, and it was one that for me really wasn't a big surprise, and, but it's one that stings probably more than anyone that's that's left so far, and that's C.J. Felder. So Felder is a forward from South Carolina, and you know he was one of the starting five for most of this year. Uh, he averaged 9.8 points per game. I think he averaged about six rebounds per game as well. He was basically their big man. You know, he it was either, you know, they used some combination of Felder and um, Stefan Mitchell to play the four and five and kind of just rotated the two of them around. Uh, but Felder, of any player on this team, I thought improved the most this year. You know, he really started to develop into a stronger defender and just more of an all-around player, especially on both ends of the field uh, court. Because, you know, if you remember correctly, Felder, I believe, was the youngest ACC player in the in the um, in the conference last year at 17 years old, he's a young kid and he looked it when he first came in. He he developed into a strong power forward, and I thought that you know he really set himself up for a fu- good final two years at Boston College. Uh, but unfortunately, he's going to enter the portal, and this was news that I again I said before didn't surprise me because um, you know you can kind of get the sense if you follow on Twitter, what players are kind of thinking of it. You know, he had a ton of like vague tweets that kind of did it, but you can also see coaches from other schools starting to, to creep into their comments and things like that into their fall section. I saw some in there. So I was like, Oh, you know, maybe Felder's going to leave now in his comments though, CJ Felder did say he would consider coming back to Boston College. He just wants to make the best decision for his family. And I, and I get that. That makes a lot of sense. So I wouldn't count him out yet. But, you know, BC's now in, in the same footing as a bunch of other schools. So it only takes one school and maybe it's cl- school closer to home for him that might be able to pry him away. Um, that, you know, Felder leaving now. So let's look at where Boston College basketball is, is at and who's left because the, the school is getting decimated with, with transfers. So gone. Rich Kelly, he's in the transfer portal. Winston Tabbs, transfer portal. He's playing at East Carolina next year. We know that. Um, Jay Heath, transfer portal. CJ Felder, transfer portal. So you are now missing, and Stefan Mitchell, 
NBA draft. Just Mitchell, I wasn't surprised. I figured he would just leave. But that's five players and five of your top scorers and five of your regulars gone. So who do you have left on this team? You have DeMar Langford, Makai Ashton Langford, Justin Vanderbon, Gianni Thompson, and possibly Andre Adams and Fred Scott. So that's what you have left. <laughs> Not enough to make a team. But here's the deal, though. You know, I, I've seen people freaking out on Twitter about this, and this is a bad sign for Boston College and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it stinks, and it's going to it's gonna make this rebuild more of a start from scratch for, for, uh, for Earl Grant, but it's not unexpected. You have a new coach, this kind of stuff happens, and it, it, it hits extra hard this year because the portal is going to be insane. It's at 670 players right now without half, you know, with a whole handful of teams that are finishing up, you know, that are going to lose in the NCAA tournament and they're going to have players too. You're looking at possibly a thousand players entering the transfer portal. A thousand. Now they said, and I don't have the numbers in front of me from last year, but I know that they were already at levels that were higher than anything last year. So this is happening because the NCAA is allowing transfers to happen without any restrictions now. And the ACC in the last week is allowing interconference uh, transfers as well without any restrictions. So basically players can just go do whatever they want. Now, as we see with Boston College, you're losing a lot of your stars, you're losing your talent, the players that are here, that stings. But... You also have to look, there are so many good players that are entering the transfer portal from all different conferences that Boston College could snipe. And I don't know, I've only seen a handful of players here and there that they've been linked to. That doesn't mean that they they haven't contacted other players, it just means what's publicly known. Um, but, you know, you, you look at like a, look at a school like URI. My buddy uh, covers URI, I know he's a big fan of that school. You know, their star player in Fats Russell, who's one of the best players that they've had at their school in years, just entered the transfer portal. And, you know, he he is URI basketball, and he's leaving. The head, you know, the lead, one of the leading scorers from UMass entered the transfer portal. So this is not a Boston College problem. As much as, as the, as the uh, Debbie Downers wanted to make this as an Earl Grant issue and what, it's not. This is a college basketball issue right now, and it's one that's very unique to this year. But the silver lining to this is that Earl Grant has said over and over again that he wants to get guys that buy into this program, right? He wants guys that want to be here, that fit his mold, that want to do the things that he wants, the way that they, he wants to do it. He could get guys in the transfer portal that may be better fits than Winston Tabs or Jay Heath or CJ Felder. Because as nice as those players were, and some of them did some really nice things, please remember, as you glorify Boston College basketball, that BC's defense stunk last year. So you're losing all this offense, but you're also losing a big part of your lineup that couldn't play defense to save their lives, that were letting up 90 points a game. So don't romanticize what we're losing because you're losing good players. And believe me, I don't want them to go either, but you have to look at them as a complete player. If Earl Grant's big game plan is that he wants to increase the defense and become much more of a gritty defense and he doesn't see it with these guys, that's not a bad thing. 
let those guys figure out another program that might be a better fit for them. Again, I'm not not bashing Jay Heath or CJ Felder. I'm just telling you that this isn't as bad as some people are making it out to be. This is what it is, okay? So the, the big question again then goes to who is Earl Grant going to bring in? If he can get these guys that bring in, it's going to be great. But if he can't get guys that actually compete at an ACC level, then we're back at square one all over again, and next year is going to be a disaster. So I I don't know who he's going to get yet. You know, he doesn't even have a staff yet, so I don't know who he's going to be able to bring in from the transfer portal without a staff. But I, I think that'll be the next step. Who is Earl Grant going to bring in for assistant coaches? Because then he can have them try to attract these players in. But C.J. Felder, I loved watching him play. I thought he was a fun player this year. Um, and, you know, he, I'm guess I'm probably going to guess he's not going to end up staying at Boston College, but we'll see. Um, it's worth looking at, and we'll find that out soon. So in our final segment, let's get into some good news, as we're going to talk about men's hockey, who's heading off to the NCAA tournament. But before we do, I want to talk to you about Bilt Bar, my favorite. We have been telling you about Built Bar for months now, the best tasting protein bar in the market for a while. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. I'm not I'm not kidding you here. These things are delicious. Now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is between ch- coconut and birthday cake. Now what I think, I, I I am so biased in this one. This one, I, this is already two that I have, like, moving to the finals. So this one is going to be one of them because I love coconut. It really tastes like an Almond Joy or uh, Mons Bar or whatever you want to call it. It's, the, it's delicious. It really feels like you're eating a candy bar. And I've ordered these on my own. I love them. Um, they're my midday snack and I have my own box of like coconut that I love. So coconut's going to get my vote. Now, what do you think? Head on over to builtbar.com or at bar underscore built on Twitter and use promo code locked 15 to get 15% off your next order. That is locked 15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will be named the best tasting protein bar. The NFL Draft is weeks away. It's time to start following our Locked On NFL Draft duo. The Draft Dudes podcast watches every prospect so that you don't have to. And the Locked On NFL Draft podcast is your daily draft news and mock draft podcast. Follow Locked On NFL Draft and Draft Dudes on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Locked On Boston College. If you don't already, please follow us on Twitter at LockedOnBC. And we're going to kick off this year, week a new segment that I'm going to do on Fridays called Five Star Friday. Now, if you follow us on Apple Podcasts, you can find out that you can write a review and leave a five-star uh, re- rating as well. Now, if you go into that and you you subscribe and you leave a review i'm gonna shout you out on friday you gotta give me a five star though i i gotta put it there so you write five star aj is a great host i love bc athletics this is the place to go all you have to do is do that on friday i will shout you out on the on the site and uh or on the podcast and give you your own little personal shout out on um locked on boston college so five star friday check that out and if you're on apple Podcasts, that's how you do that now let's talk about college hockey this got me pumped up. On on Sunday evening, the NCAA Hockey um, Tournament Selection Committee announced their bracket for men's hockey. And men's hockey is uh, going to have their tournament next week. 
and Boston College found out who they're going to play, and I could not believe who they drew. They're going to play Notre Dame. The Holy War on ice again. Now, Boston College, they drew a number one seed. I believe they were the number two seed overall below North Dakota. And they get one of the the bottom teams. They got Notre Dame. Notre Dame gets in because St. Lawrence uh, pulled out of the tournament because of COVID issues. And they have a 14 and 13 record. So, you know, they, they're in a tough division. I mean, conference. I give them the credit for that. You know, they play with Michigan and, and Wisconsin and some good teams. But 14 and 13. Uh, and, you know, pairwise, they're 25th in the country. They're not a very good team. But it's hockey. Anything can happen. Now, if you follow, B, uh, you know, BC Hockey, you remember, no, it was only a couple years ago, Notre Dame was part of Hockey East, and they decided they got better a better deal in the Big Ten, so they, they left and uh, decided to join another conference. So, I want to say this is a little personal. I want to see Boston College put it to Notre Dame, because this is a team uh, that Boston College, who should be able to take care of business against against Notre Dame. And this is a fun bracket as well. It's not just Notre Dame, right? So on top of that, on the other the other matchup in it's the Albany region is St. Cloud versus Boston University. So you have the possibility of Boston College and Boston University in the finals of the Albany uh, Albany bracket with the chance of going to the Frozen 4 uh in the balance. So fun, right? Now looking at the tournament, there are only three Hockey East teams this year. So you had BC and BU, which we mentioned, are both in the same bracket. On the other side of the bracket, you have UMass, and they start off against Lake Superior. Now, UMass this weekend won the Hockey East tournament, uh, beating UMass Lowell 1-0 in a really tough game. I didn't watch much of it, but um, again, I have a buddy who who watches Lowell quite a bit, and he was he was sending me uh, frantic tweets when they were falling behind. So, uh, UMass will play Lake Superior, and th- that means they're going to have to get um, they're going to have to win their side of the bracket to, to, to play Boston College, and if BC was to face UMass, they're going to have to face them in the finals, so the championship game. But that means UMass would have to get past the likes of Wisconsin, Michigan, North Dakota. They got they they've got their work set out uh, ahead of them if that's what's going to happen. So Boston College, they're going to have to play much better. That's the first and foremost part of what I wanted to say at this point. Um, you know, they they against Lowell, you let up six goals. You you. Uh, you know, blue leads. And, and that's been an issue with Boston College all season long is they cannot hold on to a lead. So they're going to have to play better. And, you know, North, Notre Dame has played them well in the past. And, you know, you wipe out records when you head into these tournaments. You just play whoever's playing the hottest hottest uh, game at this point could be the favorite. So Boston College is not. You know, they've, they've lost that game and they haven't been playing super well, and they're going to have to improve. And Jerry York knows that. And you know that's the one thing about having such an experienced head coach, one that's done this for years, that's been to this place so many times, that he knows how to get his team prepared. So hopefully we'll find out if BC is going to be that team to, to move ahead. Um, and that, that game will be on Saturday. I will get you the TV listings and all that good stuff when, it, when it's released. I'm not sure about it at the time of this recording. So congratulations to Boston College. You know, you didn't win the Hockey East tournament, but 
you bring home a national championship, all is forgiven. Now, tomorrow, we're going to talk some more about spring football. We'll go into some news. Maybe look at the basketball roster again. Get get into some of that nitty-gritty. Um, and I hope you guys join me uh, to, to talk a little bit more about BC uh, sports. Again, this is AJ Black. Thank you all for listening. And uh, if you have not done so already, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You know well, you know the social stuff. And uh, spread a, spread the word of, of Locked On Boston College. If you enjoy this, you know, send this to a friend, send this to a neighbor or a classmate of yours um, and, and tell them about the, the podcast. Uh, thank you all. And I'll see you all again tomorrow. Take care.